Welcome to the Choose Life Radio Network. Your host is Jill Taylor. Every week we bring you a candid conversation with someone who's making a difference for the cause of life. And now here's Jill to introduce today's guest on Choose Life Radio. Welcome to Choose Life Radio. I'm Jill Taylor, your host. And today we have Savannah Craven with us. She is a staff member of the Students for Life. And that is a great organization. We've had them on before. We're going to encourage Savannah to tell us a little bit about what she's doing with Students for Life and some of the things that are going on in that ministry. Hello, my name is Savannah Craven. Thank you so much, Jill, for having me on. So yes, I do work with Students for Life of America. We are the largest pro-life youth organization in the country, and we currently have over 1,400 pro-life groups, and we are in every single uh, U.S. state. So it's definitely a blessing to work with Students for Life because it's a passion of mine to fight for women and the pre-born. I cover all of the Northeast, helping the students start new pro-life groups, and I am based out of New York City. I'm very excited to hear about the work that you're doing with Students for Life. Tell me how you mentor them. Absolutely. So a student will come to me and basically we will walk them through the process of getting a group started at their school. So we do work with middle school students all the way through college, med and law level. And so many of the times we'll have students start in high school, and then they'll continue on to start a pro-life group at their college. So it's amazing to watch these young activists become such strong pro-life leaders because, of course, that's where I came from as well. And so now it's such a blessing to watch them be able to do that. So we offer things like free mentorship, one-on-one trainings, leadership opportunities. We also have multiple national events every single year, like Students for Life National Pro-Life Summit that we have the day after the March for Life in Washington, D.C. every year. We also have our National Leaders Conference in the summertime, which will actually be over the anniversary of the Dobbs decision this summer. And that is a time for these pro-life activists to come together and really see what it would be like and train up themselves to work in the pro-life movement professionally, because this is not something that's just a hobby, right? This is something that we're called to do. Savannah, how, how were you drawn to this? How did you get involved in this, in Students for Life? So when I was a senior in high school, I had a friend who became pregnant, and I watched her choose life for her baby and blossom into such a wonderful mother and such a strong woman. And I realized that women can do anything, right? And with that love and support, we can help them. So throughout college, I actually went to college for musical theater, so something totally different than what I'm doing now, but I do find that the public speaking aspect of it has helped with that. (laughs) But then I realized that my true calling was to help women and educate people about the truth of abortion. And I wanted to do that in an area where women are very threatened, babies are very threatened with abortion. And so I thought, why not just stay in New York and pursue this? And so I started looking around and Students for Life was the first position that I saw that uh, had an opening in, in New York. And I had already been volunteering with them doing their activism trips, which is where we go door knocking to educate people about the abortion laws going on in their state and the different candidates. And ever since then, I I started about six months ago, or excuse me, eight months ago now, working with Students for Life, and it's been just amazing. 
I have a question as a parent who puts you through college. Are they all excited about you doing this kind of ministry versus making a lot of money doing something else? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I could be a struggling actress in NYC like a lot of people, <laughs> but I did have the opportunity to do professional theater for about a year after college. But then I realized that this was my true calling and maybe I'll do it again in the future. But my mom, I would say, is very proud of me being a single parent. You know, she chose life for me and she's such an inspiration to what a strong woman can do even when she has a child, right? I love the backstory. Tell me about your mom and how she ended up making that decision to give life to you. <laughs> yes. So my mom, she's always been Catholic and always valued life. And she didn't have any children yet. But when she did become pregnant with me, she knew that she had a duty to take care of me and protect my life. And so that's exactly what she did. And I believe that she put faith in the Lord. And she is a woman now today that says, you know, even though my circumstance may not look exactly ideal to society, I'm going to make it work. And that's what she's done my whole life. So I'm forever blessed for that. That's wonderful. And I don't know if you connect with any of the pregnancy centers that are around, but that story is very normal, that a woman gets involved with a man, but then when there's a pregnancy, he's often not available, or maybe even not someone that you really want to be living with for the rest of your life. And that woman has to make a decision, can I find a way to do a good job of being a mother of this child? Or should I place for adoption? Or should I have an abortion? And I can tell you the first two are life opportunities. And we're really grateful for our adopted son. So this is a, a wonderful opportunity to hear from you on this topic. Tell me how, how you and your mom discussed this. Yes. So, I mean, growing up, I never felt like I was without, right? With my father not being in my life, of course, I had really nothing to compare it to. My mom always took me, you know, on vacation. She worked hard for everything that I wanted. And I would honestly say that I was a very spoiled child, probably a little too much. <laughs> but family members, friends, anybody coming in and helping, her situation was a little bit different because she wasn't struggling financially with me. But Either way, any mom still needs that emotional support, right? And so with family members and friends coming together and telling her that this is going to be okay, no matter what happens, no matter how difficult this may be, you can do this. And I think that's the just plain truth there. And I feel like that is what is pro-woman is even if a child were to be born poor or would be born in a situation that other people would say, hmm, maybe that's not the best situation. There are countless organizations and people waiting with open arms to help women in this situation and families in these situations. So I just hope that one day, and this is honestly Students for Life's mission, is that abortion will not only be unavailable, but unthinkable. That a woman never has to think, even have her mind go to that place of, do I have to decide between me and my baby? Boy, that is so poignant, the, the conversation that you just gave us, because you are a child who, I'm assuming you're not connected with your father. No, not directly, no. No. So you have a mother who made a decision 
that she would raise you, she would take care of you, she would provide for you. And look at you, you're a person who's all about pro-life. This is really a wonderful opportunity to connect those dots. I think sometimes when women get into a situation and they're afraid that they're going to have to be involved with this man in terms of life and marriage, that's a problem sometimes because it it doesn't always end up wonderful. And so there is a wonderful track for a woman, and that is to find people who are going to help you. Organizations like pregnancy centers are going to be there for you. And I'm just so excited about who you are, Savannah, and whose you are. So would you do me a favor and tell me what you actually do in the Ministry of Students for Life? Students for Life is a secular organization that exists to create a culture of life on campus and abolish abortion. That is our end goal. And with my position, I'm the Northeast Field Operations Coordinator. So I cover all of the states in the Northeast, traveling around, meeting pro-life students. Pro-life students will reach out to me wanting to start a new group. So usually this looks like me going on campus with them and setting up a pro-life table in hopes to change hearts and minds on the topic of abortion, as well as find new group members for the group that they are going to be starting. It also involves reviving groups that maybe the strong leaders graduated and now the group has kind of gone under a little bit. And now we need to find underclassmen that are strong new leaders that can continue out the legacy for that school. And so that reminds me of what we just saw recently, a student at a table taking care of trying to give out good information about opportunities to be helped instead of going through an abortion. And something terrible happened. And I think we're going to talk with you about that on the other side of the break. Listeners, stay with us. This is really going to get good right here at Choose Life Radio. As we begin our fifth year, encouraging believers to experience, share, and deepen their commitment to the sanctity of human life, I'm reminded that life can be messy. There are challenges around us for sure. We face political challenges, and the cost of living is increasing. And the way we treat each other, especially those who don't look like us or sound like us, or perhaps simply disagree with us, well, it leaves a lot to be desired. Racial discrimination, sex trafficking, questions of sexual orientation, and of course, abortion. All of these are continually in the news. They're troubling, and dare I say, at least somewhat depressing. Without commitment to Christ, life can be pretty much all-consuming and overwhelming. While we may not be responsible for all the mess that we see in the world, we're certainly responsible for some of it. And those are the reasons Choose Life Radio is on over 700 AM and FM stations online, and on all the major podcast platforms. We're broadcasting interviews with believers who share the truth. They're oftentimes sharing life before Christ and sharing the difference that Christ continues to make in their lives. The Choose Life family loves producing and airing these personal stories of Christ's love and intervention, and we hear weekly from listeners who share how much they mean to them. But here's the catch. 
We can't do it without you. Your prayers, your financial support make it possible for Choose Life Radio to continue to broadcast and podcast. We do need your help. We rely on your generous contributions. And while you're making your gift this month, consider making it a monthly contribution. If you give online at the ChooseLifeRadio.com donate button, you can make your gift a monthly contribution without having to go back and indicate so each month. If you'd rather send a check or a money order, you can mail it to Choose Life Radio Network, P.O. Box 36622, Canton, Ohio, 44735. Whatever way you choose to give, please know we're extremely grateful for your faithful financial support. Welcome back to Choose Life Radio. I'm Jill Taylor, your host, and we have a very special guest with us today. And she is Savannah Craven, and she works with the Students for Life. We've been fascinated by her opportunities to join that organization, and she's working in New York. And as we talked in the first half, she mentioned that she was around working with uh, helping other people make good uh, table directions for how to get involved and how to be involved in life. And she was actually at the school, Hunter College, when an incident took place. So I would love it if you would do me the huge favor of telling me a little bit about what took place there for you. Yes, Jill. So we were doing our spring chemical abortion tour at Hunter College, and we have a branch of the Catholic Student Association that works with us. Of course, we are a secular organization at Students for Life, so we invite everybody, but we do work with like-minded groups. And we were just simply sitting there having our resources, and one of the leaders of the group, Patrick, he was standing behind the table when this professor, this adjunct assistant professor of art actually is what she is. And she came up, started cursing out my students, making lots of claims that were totally inaccurate. And then she proceeded to flip our fetal models into Patrick and it hit him. And then she also decided to basically flip all of the topic cards that we had out there with pregnancy resources and information about how harmful chemical abortion is. And this video has since gone viral. Well, it certainly has. Uh, It's been on news stations and on television. And and this was very frightening. I'm sure that the young man that you had at that table was wondering what he was supposed to be doing. Yes. Unfortunately, this is not uncommon across Students for Life and just being a pro-life activist in general, we have seen, especially since the overturning of Roe v. Wade, an increase of physical violence toward pro-lifers. We've seen this not only on pregnancy resource centers, but also on people as well. There's been people that have been assaulted in Manhattan right in front of me when I was outside the abortion mill sidewalk counseling. I think that it's gotten to a point where they don't have anything else. And they are fighting so hard that the last thing they have is violence, right? They just want to destroy us. They want to erase us completely. But the truth is, is that the pro-life generation is here to stay. 
America really is pro-life. And with work like our students are doing at Students for Life, we will one day abolish abortion. That's a wonderful thing to hear from you. And the determination is in your voice. And you are training other people to be able to say that and stand strong. For a long time, I don't think we did that strongly enough. And so tables weren't overturned. And people weren't worried about it because we were a small, small bunches all spread out across the nation. But now there seems to be, and I guess I would agree with you, that it's with the end of Roe v. Wade where every state has to look at this issue as our representatives of our state need to be very strong on how we feel about life. Absolutely. And since then, since this incident happened on May 2nd, this teacher has actually been fired, as she should be. <laughs> and this actually happened after some New York Post reporters knocked on her door to interview her, I believe, about the incident that happened at Hunter College. And she threatened them by holding a machete to one of the man's neck and threatened to chop the man up. And this uh, was written in the New York Post. And it's just been crazy. And I do believe when you don't have a real argument, you only have the option to resort to violence, right? Because there's so much hatred and so much anger built up inside of you that there's nothing else to say. You know, they just go to violence. I want to connect the dots there. You said something really good about the, just the ability to be angry and hurting people. And that, of course, is what we're doing when we abort a child. We are hurting someone. We are hurting the, the woman. We're hurting the other children that might come along and, and miss that. Uh, and actually, sometimes you hear them talk about feeling in the womb. They, they, they think back and they said, I felt like there was somebody there. There was somebody with me when I was in the womb. Such an interesting thing that our body holds on to these things. And, our, and women are designed to protect what's in the womb. I just want to say that the violence of abortion, the violence that is abortion, is truly becoming these abortion activists. They are becoming unhinged. There is no more trying to meet a middle ground. There's no more trying to understand the other side. And this is, this is just what they go to. It's a spiritual fight. It is God against Satan. And it is Satan who would love to take our children and delight in that. And we have a God who knows every single part of that little baby that's being formed. And so it is a battle there in the heavenlies, and we're really finally seeing God's people stand up and say, no more, no more. We're not doing that. We're going to close down these organizations that do abortions, if at all possible, because it is the killing of a person. Yes. And I've noticed that these people, they get so upset so quickly. You know, it's, we're just standing there being a presence, as you can see in the video, we're simply just standing there, right? And I do believe that there is, from the media, most of the time, a bias because, for example, you know, in 2020, the organization BLM was allowed to burn cities to the ground, yet when we decided to peacefully paint a Black Freeborn Lives Matter mural in D.C., two of our students were arrested. 
so it, it, it's like violence on one side is okay, but on the other side, I mean, we weren't even being violent, right? But it's it, the free speech in general is being tarnished with. It's it's such a bias, and I'm just glad that finally the other side is getting the justice. You know that we're getting the justice. This teacher is not mentally able to even teach people, right? And th- this is dangerous. This is somebody that you're sending your students to school, paying so much money for your student to get a higher education. And these are the type of people that are teaching them, that are going to be raising them up and sending them out into this world. How terrifying is that? Yes, it is terrifying. And it's misleading. And our children are often exposed to that, even in the elementary schools now. The other side of the is trying very hard to change our our young people to their side of seeing what a convenience it is to be able to be sexually active. And if you get pregnant, don't worry about it. You can abort that child. Our parents out there have a very important role. It is to ask, what did you talk about at school today? Tell me a little bit about what she said when she talked about the value of life. Whatever it is, it's going in through the schools as well. So that makes me very sad. I was a teacher for 18 years in California, and I can't imagine going back. It would be very hard. Yeah. You made reference to other things that have been happening besides what was caught on the film and shown on television. Can you tell us some of the things that you guys are facing? For example, I visited the University of Vermont, so UVM, back in January. And a similar thing happened to me while I was tabling with a fellow Leadership Institute representative. We had both decided to meet up and hopefully find some pro-life students that wanted to start a group there. And we were quickly surrounded by many, many trans and pro-abortion activists who were setting up an abortion fund donation in front of us, were taunting us, calling us names. And this drew a big crowd of people. We had people talking about saying that they wanted to go on this public platform called Yik Yak, where it's anonymous. So basically, it's within a certain radius around where you are, and people can talk about things and just post anything anonymously. And this one activist came up and stole my seven-week-old fetal model, which I had have not had returned uh, to this day. And it was just wild. The absolute just no respect for other human beings, right? Th- their logic is, if I don't agree with you, I don't have to respect you. And this leads them to doing what you can clearly see, stealing things, taunting you, hurting you physically, chasing you with a machete. You know, we we hope it never gets that crazy, but that is the reality. And they were saying that they didn't believe in free speech. They didn't believe in the First Amendment if it happened to do with anti-abortion people. And so they only believe in free speech. They only believe in activism if it matches their narrative. And that's why it's so important for students or life to be on these campuses and have that presence because we have just as much of a right to be on campus as pro-abortion groups do. And in my opinion, that's written in our constitution. And that's something that is fair in this great country that we live in. Well, and we need more and more to speak up and to speak out. 
then that's why Choose Life Radio is on the air, to be quite truthful. Um, having worked in a pregnancy center, it, this was the next step that allowed us to get the word out that life is valuable. Life is only created by God. And we have a responsibility to raise that child in such a way that he knows he's loved, she knows that she's adored, and she knows and he knows that God created them. That's what what it's all about. And I, I'm just, again, so impressed, Savannah, with you and with what you did in terms of being there, witnessing it, being able to say, this is what happened. And I do pray that although the woman was released uh, from the school as a teacher, I would love it if she would seek some help. You can feel one way, but you can't take a machete and put it against someone's neck and say, this is what I'm going to do to you. That's not legal. Apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) And we're so proud of you and the ministry that goes on. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so glad, Savannah, that you were able to be with us. Thank you for having me. And if anyone is listening and is interested in working with Students for Life, you can go to studentsforlife.org. You can find information on how to start a group. We start groups on the church and parish level as well. So if that's something that interests anyone, I'd be happy to talk to you. I think that's fantastic. That's Savannah Craven, and we are glad to have had you with us today. So, dear listener, connect with me via Choose Life Radio at our website, chooseliferadio.com, to help us stay on these radio stations with truth about abortion. And send people... To hear more stories about life over death next week, I look forward to having you join me for another great story right here on Choose Life Radio. The preceding program was sponsored by the Choose Life Radio Network of Canton, Ohio.